Okay, let me go back to page two for a moment. It's actually good since we're starting a minute early. We'll do a quick chazar in the Zarachoshochan. He has a chiddush depending on which answer you take. If you recall, Rama said that you have a number of children and some are wealthier than others. Then I think the pshat in the Rama is, and I have many Achrayim who seem to say so, is that you do a sliding scale. It's not that if one's an Oni, we leave him out of it, then everybody else has to pay the equal amount. And the Achashuchan seems to think so as well, to the extent that he asks what the Chiddush in the next line of the Ramah, when the Ramah says that some of them are Aniyam, we leave them out. That's obvious, they can't afford it. So let's go to Chafal, if we read it again. Of course, you leave the Aniyam. If they can't afford it, Aniyam then, then, real Aniyam. Not just relative Aniyam. they can't afford it, then obviously you don't ask them. What's the Chiddush? So he says two possible answers. Since this is not really a din, according to the opinion of the it's a din, it's a he only has to pay because of staka. And once it's a din in Hilchastaka, so an Ani also has to give a small amount of staka. I can't give much. So Havnin over here is the Ani doesn't have to be excluded completely, let him give something. He's a brother, so let him pay something. Kamash Malan Deloy. The first Chiddush is, we leave them out. We don't start the Cheshman with the Ani at all. That's somewhat of a Chiddush, but it doesn't have much to give anyway, so it's not a big enough Kamina. The second thing is, I think, a very important Chiddush for the general operations of what these children are doing for the parents. Aydev Shalaymer, he's not sure, he's Efshev. Aydev Shalaymer, the Kamash Malan, da'af ha'tircha muto ala shirim v'lo la'anim. Besides giving the cash, the tircha, the day-to-day operations, what they have to put in, the effort, we should leave primarily to the Ashim. If the Aniyam won, we don't take away this list. But primarily we leave it to the Ashim. Why is that going to do with money? Afal pi, she is bar the tircha muto gamalani. It's not a question of affording, it's a question of time. That's if there are no brothers who could afford to spend the time, not just the money. In the context of Navardak in Eastern Europe, the Anim were very, very poor, and they were making their half a kopeck an hour, and if they can carry water for another few hours, let them do just that, but bread on the table, and let them off the Lagamre from the Tircha, let the Ashim take care of it. Why do the Ashim have more time? The answer is maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if they don't, they can hire somebody to take their place, to have options. And the Oni doesn't. That is actually, it's very Nagea in Europe, somewhat Nagea now, because you can have a mix of siblings, and assuming that we're already trying to figure out who can afford more, who can afford less, which is hard to do, and obviously subject to some machlokes. Uh, Let's assume we figured out that a few of them are patlagamre because they're struggling to make ends meet, and we levy it on four others at different 
levels according to their income. And the Ashiran come and say, okay, but at least uh, you take an extra three hours on Monday and Tuesday to help out. So HaShulchan, according to his second terrorists, says, not so push it, if they claim that the camp has got to work many hours in the office just to get their minimum wage or to pay the basic bills. So that's an important item to throw in the mix, which either will increase the controversy, how to figure that out, but at least, you might say Kimli, I don't know if we hold like the second terrorist, the Yochashokhan, the first terrorist, and there are other terrorism given in the Yochanim, but that was the Chiddush from last week. Let's go now to page three, which is marked on the side as page three, and you will see what most of you will feel to be an even bigger Chiddush. I would say counterintuitive, but it's not as we explain. Nothing wrong with Xerxes being counterintuitive, but this is not Xerxes as I will show you. In Hilchas Matana, Chayshemishbish, Simon Reish Menvov. You invite somebody to eat out, or in what we're going to use this for, to eat in, but uh, that's even harder to explain, which we'll get to. Let's use the example of eating out. So you have a good friend, and you call him up and says, you want to go out to eat? Sure. Not every day you get such an invitation. So uh, he, Ruven calls Shimon, you want to go out to eat? Shimon says, great. And Ruven is nice enough to ask him, where do you want to go? Pick your restaurant. Fleishik's Milchik's, before he finishes the choices, Fleishik's. Where do you want to go? I don't know, I heard there's a place in Manhattan Reserve Cut. Okay, let's see. He's asking him to eat out already. What? We'll, um, as long as it's not man eating, it's fine. Is it off? Uh, thank you. What, what was it? Besides, he ate to her. Uh, I was wondering why everybody was pointing, and uh, you were afraid it would just come up and uh, do something nasty. So, getting back to reserve cut, unless that was thrown in by the competition. Uh, you never know. So uh, he says, Reserve Cut, okay. Reserve Cut is a nice place, and um, I've never been there, but they tell me it's somewhat pricey. But Ruven calls up Shimon, Shimon's not going to lose the opportunity. So he uh, takes him out to eat, they order a few good steaks and some drinks, and they have a uh, grand old time. Then, the Ramah continues, after they finish eating and they bench, the waiter comes, and asks uh, where he should put the bill. And uh, Ruvain says, uh, split it. Of course split it. There's two people eating here. Like, what kind of silly question is that? But the waiter has to ask. Sometimes people do treat each other. That's fine. If he says, uh, give me the bill, then uh, wonderful. If he doesn't, then Shimon's going to um, let me fall off his seat. And then Ruvain's going to quote this Ramah. Don't do this in real time yet. Let's first get to these furs in the Maskana. Tzarech l'shalom he has to pay if Ruven asks. matana We don't necessarily assume, and we don't insist that this was a matana. Now, um, that sounds strange to anybody? shouldn't sound strange. Well, it never sounds strange. The question is, it sounds strange to our ears that we have to explain it more. You hold like Ruve and Shimon. Shimon fell off a seat already. So you're picking him up and uh, he's trying to recover. 
Maybe it's Talib bin It Yeah, so that, that maybe is probably true, but if you can't ascertain the minig, if it's somewhat uh, shrouded in mysteries, the Ramah says there's enough of a chance that he was calling him up to increase their cheveshaf and their camaraderie, and they always had a good time together in yeshiva, and now it's 20 years later, and they haven't seen each other, and therefore he wanted to eat out. He didn't, uh, and he wanted to give him the choice of where to eat out. It didn't make a difference to him. He likes all the places. He didn't mention a word about paying. So is that is that pushed or is that not pushed? So many people, when they first hear about this, say, wait, move in, called Shimon. Yes, he was. I gave him the offer and gave him the pick of places. And now he tells the waiter that we went Dutch. Is that the expression? Yeah. I don't know what the Dutch did over here, but uh, that's the expression. They never, they never pick up a full bill. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to investigate that. <laughs> uh, it sounds... Again, at first glance, it sounds a little um, unusual to us. I've mentioned this then to many different people in different contexts, and very assured. And after they thought about it, they said, you know, I have a good friend. We were in yeshiva together. We're both married. They both have a panos on. I've had him up. Why in the world did he think, Taka, that I should pay for him? We would say, because you called me. I called you because I'm a friendly guy. Why should I eat there alone? <laughs> I wanted to go with a friend. I was mood for a good steak and some wine, and I wanted a good friend to go with me. Is it push it when 12th graders or base major Bachram go out to eat, even if one guy thought of the brilliant idea on an off Shabbos, on a Matzah Shabbos, to go eat out at the uh, Mechels or wherever your, uh, your uh, fine uh, pick would be? That's not a paid advertisement. Would you find it strange if the five bachram said to the one who thought of the idea when they came over the bill and they pointed to him and said, he's paying, would you find that strange? So it's interesting. I just described to you the same exact case. And all of you just sided with the fact, of course all the bachram are paying for themselves. What kind of ridiculous question is that? Well, what's the, uh, what's the chili? You, right? you nodded by both cases, right? So you're saying independent. So uh, he's Bachrim and uh, this is a grown man. What? On a date, I wouldn't try this. <laughs> not, uh, she's not going to marry you. Um, yeah, that's... Um, yeah. There, I think, there's a clear meaning. What? If you pay for all the bachim, she won't marry you because you invited all the bachim to the date. That's a different problem. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, yeah. so here we have three scenarios. Interesting. So you all agree with Pashut that you're paying for her. And you were kind of wondering if the Tali Min for the two married guys. And the bachim, everybody agreed all the bachim are paying for themselves. So all of a sudden, this Ramal is not so surprising. So you have to figure out, like, where does this apply? What was the meaning? Again, the Ramah is saying, if you can't prove one way or another, the fallback position at the time of the Ramah was that I invited you because I enjoy your companies. I don't like eating alone or drinking alone. That doesn't mean I insinuate and I'm paying, which I would assume is not so pushed, perhaps, today, by adults. By Bachram, I think it is pushed. And by dates, I think it's pushed in the other direction. It gets better. Again, the context of the Ramah. So let's go to the first line again, page three. Now, Cholim eats on the Shalom Law, even though I invited him. Lar Minim Atanaka Yavle. 
If you think the first one was surprising. So somebody is supporting his son-in-law. So he's learning. Or like, uh, not to be learning, it could be a medical school, whatever he promised, but let's assume he's learning. And he said he's going to support him for seven years. And then in the olden days in Europe, they used to move in with them because they still couldn't afford a separate apartment. Yesim is Masha Mezainas, and then seven years come and go, and then it's eight years. They're still living in the house. Even if they're not living in the house, just in those times. But he keeps on sending them food. And it's clearly passed, and no one's disputing what the amount of time was. And then another two, three years go by, or two, three months, and then the Shrer comes over with a bill. So uh, what's the din? Well, the Ramah says, I just mentioned that the fact that I am eating out with you, or in this case, the fact that I am paying for your food, the fact that I'm bringing you food, doesn't mean I'm paying for it. Again, I think the scenario is easier to understand when he's in the same house. You can argue on that and say it's worse in that direction, but the Ramah is not machalik. Kisha Yitva of the Shver Esfrit, next page. But not for the amount his daughter ate. I don't know how the... Apparently this came up. The Ramaz was quoting earlier Chuvas, which is over here, and um, I don't really understand just for the Shalom Bias aspect how the Shver plans on getting away with that. So the answer is if that's the din then just because I was feeding you doesn't mean I'm not giving you a bill and just because I'm giving you a bill doesn't mean I'm charging my daughter still sounds unusual for our ears I think the minig would dictate over here this would look a little strange but it wasn't apparently not strange at all in time of Ramah that's of course where there's no um to know that he gave it the Atana, even though it was past the seven or eight years if it was muchach or an umdana that was almost muchach enough, we don't have this over here because he didn't say anything, but it was pretty muchach and then they had a fight. And after that fight, all of a sudden, after the fight, the shver comes to the bill. And by the way, for the last two years, here's the bill for what you're eating. No, I'm not giving the bill to my daughter. So then the Ramah says, obviously, the other direction. And that's why he's giving out the bill, Lochain, Tavem, and Menu. In that case, the son in law is Potter. So here we have one scenario again two friends went to eat, and now he tells the waiter to give him a separate bill. And the Shver, who tells the son in law that just because I didn't bill you until now doesn't mean I wasn't going to bill you. Probably wondering what this has to do with Keep It Up Aim and who's supporting who. You'll find out very soon this has a lot to do with it. Um, when we get to the tshuva that talks about it. Before that, we have one more Aruch HaShulchan. Yeah. This has been spoken out beforehand. No, if there's no end, then he can't charge. Because how in the world is the son law supposed to know that two years ago and three days, all of a sudden it stopped? So it was spoken out seven years and after that... It's, often it's spelled out, Sure. Sure. I should do today. It's spelled out. In the case here, the, 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 the son didn't wasn't surprised and said, "You know, you're right. Two years ago, you told me you were going to finish, and now 
He's bringing the bill on him after, even though it was, it was just a previous understanding, or it's just like... No, he's bringing the bill on him without reminding him or letting him know that the seven years are up from here on in, we charge per potato. I did mention it. It had been been decreed for the side. Yes, yes, yes. But he didn't mention anything, which even with the Ramal, with the certainly enough of an umdana that he wasn't giving it for free, it's certainly not a Dover Pushit. It probably would have been wise to mention it because when we quote these Shuvas and Amal quotes Makaris, obviously it came up and there was Machaikas about it. So it would have been wise to mention something, but he didn't. So now what? Now Hadin and me, what are we Paskin over here? Was the Umdana strong enough that he can charge him or not? That's why the most thoughts the basic then that there might have been a Havamina I better you need I'm paying. Maybe yeah, maybe not. And if I ask for the bill, then we know my method of treat you. But if we don't, that's, you can't have tainas on me. Hey, you invited me. Why aren't you treating me? And either can the Aiden with the Shver. So the situation changed when somebody who has a reputation or is known to treat people out and says, come eat out with me. If everybody knows that every um, Thursday night he invites somebody else to a restaurant. No uh, yeah. People know that he, treat, he takes people on business lunch. So then why is it different than the Shver? So, I'm saying, so that's what you were asking before. Does it go, it goes by a strong meaning in one direction or a strong meaning with a particular person. And even the Ramah says, if the Shver got into a fight and now he's giving him a bill, it's pretty obvious he's only giving him a bill now but he got into a fight. Okay, that's the Freya. So, the we know that he just dreamt up that, you know, good way to get back at him after yeah. the fight is to give him a bill. But that doesn't mean, once you give it L'Shem Matana, you can't change your mind. You can't give L'Shem Matana and then say, well, if it's not nice to me in a year from now, I'm going to bill him. You got to decide. Maybe you gave him a shemotana. You didn't. What, what was his? What was his das? Okay. So keep that Ramah in mind. We will need it for the tshuva after this archashochan. Let's go to page five, and the archashochan gives us a little more information about the children's chiyuv to support the family. To support the family. Uh, in this case, the parents. Chiyuv support the family. This charity begins at home for relatives, but we're talking about parents over here. And the Al-Hajochah reminds you of the Drash from the Gemara, Lamed Ches. Women and men are the same chayyuvim. He gives you the uh, famous pshat, which he brings from Tesis, that when the Torah writes something, it means nothing. We don't even need a reboy to include women because there's no neutral gender. So the Torah always writes the fallback position is Lashon Zohar. That's step one. Step two is if we go out of our way to say ish, then we need some other reboy to say ish aminai, which is what the drush is doing over here. So first he says, Ish says says Tiro is not going on both parents, it's going on male and female children. The only reason it says Ish is Ish Sipik Biyadalasas because he is the Balabas and she is married to somebody else who's a son in law and he doesn't have the same Chivim and her Shibut is to him. Isha ain't Sipik Biyadalasas, Nesh Rishus Acherim Alel. Again, son in law is smart. He will tell his wife, go service your parents, spend whatever you need, um, completely on board, and then she'll be able to do keep it up as much. But first, you got to start with the Din. Kalamar Lachain. Which he shouldn't necessarily be. Does she have her own money? 
וזה השייך לבעיה לומדו הבארון, מה יעשה ידי גאו זה הזמן, זה לומדו הבארון, אבל קיבר ראם זה דינדר עשר. So, how does the דינדר עשר get lost in the דינדר הבארון? כמה כמה אינה מצויה אצל אביה, אלא אצל בעיה. Taisa says, but she is bringing in the money and she lives somewhere else, even if she lives down the box, a separate home. The husband has a right to it and he's going to take it. And the fact that he should be taking it because that's part of the deal, because the Mezanus is Tachas Ma'as Yadeh, which he says, That's if she's married. And it's the regular din of Kibbut as much as her brother has. This Shiloh comes up that last line. I've been called by uh, many Nashim uh, Sitkanias and Kibbut Avem Shah's generals. Some of them are single. And they have a job and they make money. And their parents needed help. So they call up uh, with this Havamina, which is not completely raw. I understand where they get it from, is that you know, maybe uh, our ladies Chayev and this, Mechayavis and this, as much. And it says if they're not married, they are. It doesn't mean more than the brothers, but it means the same as the brothers. So, of course, the next question, which I knew was coming, is, but I'm trying to save the money because I want to get married, which is an important question. Because if the parents need help, they're probably not people of means, in which case, and she's already working, and she's working and working on a shidduch, hopefully. So, there's an element of chayecha kagnan. That has to be worked out. What are the numbers? But there is a chiv of... And by a son, there's also a chayach You have to work it out anyway. Shail is how much? The early, if the son in law is wealthy, no worse than a relative. So the son in law is next on the list. As we explained already. So the chiv of a shver is less than a parent, far less. We discussed last week, I think somebody asked, the runoff between a grandparent and a father-in-law, the grandparent is probably ahead. Even though grandparent was a machlekes, marik, and a ramah, we pass in a grandparent is a chiv. Some say deraisa, many say not, but it's stronger than a father-in-law. The Al-Fashokhan says, so what? But if the kids can't do it, uh, he's married to the daughter, and he's very related now, he should, he should take care of it. The question is, if they have grandchildren and a son-in-law, so maybe the grandchildren should pick it up first because they have a greater chiv. Okay, now go to the next page. We will introduce the Tshuva's Chavaz Yar. Chavaz Yar, as a Tshuva Sefer, is widely quoted his name was uh, Rav Yor Chaim Bachbach, who's an Ashkenazi, by the way. We've quoted here, and we've had copies of various tshuvas in Kibbutz of Aim before. This one is quite fascinating. It's uh, quite long, but we have brackets over certain sections. And we'll first read the Shaila, and then I'll give you an introduction. Almana, say page six, the first comma. Almana shehi b'bayis echad min ha'achim. She's staying by one of the children, one of the brothers, and she's there 15 years already. Eating and drinking, nothing ever came up. Apparently he can afford it. Keep that in mind. And they're um, living a very wonderful, peaceful coexistence, and uh, she's happy to be there, hopefully, and he's happy to make the mitzvah. Obviously the father's not alive. She has money 
And Shavakesef, I guess that means bonds, stock certificates, diamonds, jewels, whatever it is, in her Argaz. Argaz is a chest in her room. Keep all the details here in mind that everything will be significant. The chest is in her room, which is Miachat for her. Asher he bebeisai in his house. The seif mavakesh likar the mei mezaynis mashiach loy. And now the son, Balabayis over here, wants to take money from the Yerusha to get paid back for the food and maintenance or for whatever it is. And the reason he's including all this, I just said Yerusha, so the mother shouldn't be around. And if she's coming back in a dream or a nightmare, disagreeing with him, it might behoove him to listen, although the reason he's putting all this in is because he's going to say in the first paragraph that the letter was sent very brief fashion and there were no details. And they're like one of seven scenarios here. And he doesn't know what the, the you know, the devil is always in the details here. It's not the devil. You want to pass him the Shiloh, right? So we had phones, which we do. When somebody calls me with the Shiloh, I pepper them with many questions to hammer out all the details. They didn't have phones then. He lived in the 1700s. And apparently writing and mail was slow. So he does Klaiso a tremendous favor over here. And he's going to start the tshuva, and he's going to say, you didn't give me any details, and they can have so many different uh, variations, I'm going to cover every possible scenario. <laughs> what a gift to Klai Yisrael. So here we have one Shiloh, one particular case, but he's going to give us the guidelines for basically every case that can come up. <laughs> every angle, which is, it was easier for him just to write out the whole tshuva than to start asking questions going back and forth. So that's why in the question he really puts in L'Basayf, L'Basayf could mean that uh, she's still alive but after many years, after 15 years, or it could mean after she died, but he's going to cover all the scenarios. That's his he's not sure what the case is. That's his No father over here, the general keep it of aim. So he decides he's getting paid for all this. Still doesn't take away from his mitzvah that he did of his effort on her behalf. I'm sure, 15 years was not small. And get Arichaz Yama for that. But uh, I said he had some money because he didn't take the money back. Somebody was paying the bill, but doesn't mean he's wealthy. And even if he is, what difference does it make? You have a din terry, you don't ask, well, you have money anyway. That's not an answer for a din terry. But I find out what the din is. That's what makes this tshuva so interesting. And if you look at the first line of the tshuva, he was a very flowery writer. Very, very uh, creative. So he starts off almost like complaining. He says, this thing is as close as a mem. Uh, he adds the next line, it's close like Yerichai. <laughs> He's this classic Chavazir. <laughs> he was a, he was a, he had an, he wrote an encyclopedia in his life, which had forty volumes of Jewish subjects. So he the pella of this is gonna be and I'm gonna ruin the punchline lay the punchline I can tell you the psak. You know, we'll pick it up tomorrow night. But he says, he's complaining, he says, You didn't put anything in, it's closed like Yerichoi Im Before the walls fell. <laughs> which means 
say anything. And therefore, he's going to go, and since you want to know the answer, I'm going to cover, yeah, I'm going to surround this thing and cover every possibility of all the tiniest and countertiniest, which is what makes it so fascinating. And that's a shame. We'll see that tomorrow night.